she said, I can finally jump into the water and look like a sardine. Hello and welcome to the Sheboyganders podcast, a podcast which is actually a thinly veiled pitch for a cheese-based Bond movie featuring lead character Jean Parmesan. Very nice. Thank you. Uh, my name is Robert Presley and I am currently holding a dog captive in my bedroom. And my name is Joey Presley and I'd like to just go ahead and introduce a new segment. All right. How about that? Uh I have had this idea for a new segment now for two weeks um, called Hello Boise. And if the segment has succeeded, which I have no doubt that it has, right now we are speaking directly to Boiseans, real, alive Boise people from Boise, Idaho. Real, live potatoes. Real, yeah, those, those potatoes, the potatoes have eyes and so do the hills in fantastic, lush, green, what is it? nickname for boise like the forest place or something the, the the city on the hill city on a hill john winthrop's city on the hill which i think what was he referring to with the city on the hill chicago he, miami <laughs> is, that, is that what john winthrop was talking about or is that boise hudson bay <laughs> boise chicago welcome to boise and then in quotation marks chicago <laughs> Uh, I, uh, you, you were actually close. The nickname is the city of trees. The city of trees. Um, so hello, Boiseans. Um, hello, Boise. I'm so happy to be speaking with you. And the reason I'm speaking with you, hopefully, if this works, is I decided to put out a Facebook ad, which is not now running, but will be by the time we publish this episode, that targets specifically people uh, aged 18 to 47, uh, only widowed divorced in an open relationship or single um and they have to be interested in leftist politics and the the show psych wow you can get really specific oh and they vegetarians all of them um and lactose intolerant so remind me again um are these filters are they like cumulative do they stack on top of each other or is it i have no idea i think it might be an either or so either you're widowed or you're vegetarian (laughs) either way welcome to the party uh so but i I, i'm doing this targeting thing because i i gotta know man okay boise is just like it's my el dorado it's my atlantis it's my treasure island it is my disney location it's the thing i'm looking for and i i don't know what it's like there so if you are from boise oh my god i'm so happy that you're hearing this i'm so happy you stuck around through the first two minutes of this because i want to know your experiences write to me tell me what's it like living in boise uh just send me an email Joseph Prestley at gmail.com, J-O-S-E-P-H-P-R-E-S-T-L-E-Y at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. Uh, tell me, uh, what, what's your favorite breakfast nook? 
What's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? What? Is, is it based on Boise? Is the sky different? What is your favorite tree in the city of trees? Oh my god, I hope it's an aspen, but don't fucking no, I, let I, I me... Don't, I don't mean like type of tree, I mean specific oh, tree. Give me the GPS, baby. Give me those digits. Or ask, we, we do have an advice portion in the show. Ask us a, a question, like, uh, just how... How do I get out of Boise? But don't, that's not a question you would ask because nobody leaves Boise, brother. We're here, man. Boiseans stick together. We're from Sheboygan. Um, I'm so glad you're here. Can I ask also what, like, what does the ad say? Oh, I think I'm just going to, I'm going to say, boys, maybe I should do it like those political ads, like Boiseans, we need your opinion now. <laughs> Please write in. I'll I'll just give my contact information and then say, uh, please write to us with questions and have the chance to see them live, on the air, recorded. In the past. In the past. In live the in the past from sh- from Colorado. The Sheboyganders uh, present Hello Boise, a new segment, which I am more excited about than I was about my first kiss or my last kiss. My most recent that's, one. That's, <laughs> I'm not predicting no more. I'll kiss again. I certainly hope so. Kissing is really sort of an integral part of the human experience. It is. It's God made those lips, and he said what those lips do, and we said, that's Mash it. Mash them together. Mash them together. It, no, it, I think I like to kiss, but that's not an unpopular opinion. Do you, want it? Do you got a second? Uh, I have two. Oh, Fuck yeah. Uh, so we're going to do... Boiseans, you can tune out now if you want. I hope you keep listening. Um, this is a portion <laughs> called the Sheboygan Second. We're from Sheboygan, uh, which is a city in Wisconsin, about the size of Boise, probably smaller. Um, and we, uh, we're we ripping off another local thing called the Manitowoc Minute. Manitowoc's another city. This is getting a little complicated. Basically, we're going to tell you some news, and I'm going to get Robert to guess it in one second. Yep, that's, that is our segment. That's it. All right, Robert, you got a second? You already asked. Oh, put a second on the clock. And here we go. Buying the city. Can you repeat that? <laughs> buying the city. Buying the city? Buying the city. Buying the city. Okay. Give me a second to formulate my thoughts on this one. Buy in the city. There you are. Buy in the city. Uh, here's my guess. Okay. Um, I know that Sheboygan has sort of expanded outwards, right? Yeah. And with that suburban growth has come the development of a bunch of big supermarkets. So we had we, we, we got had the, the Meyer. south side Walmart and the yeah. north side Walmart, and there's a Meyer now. So what I'm guessing is that someone rampaged into one of those stores Ooh. and they stripped off all their clothes. Ooh, naked. Got it. Love it. Started screaming, buy in town as a protest against the big box uh, oh. office chains. <laughs> big, big the box. big Hollywood uh, supermarkets. The, the elites like, uh, like Kate Blanchett. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Because you know she shops at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they ruining our city by buying big instead of buying local. That's a really good sentiment. <laughs> However, it is nothing like the article I want to present to you. Okay. I wish somebody had done that. Instead, this is an article uh, from the Sheboygan Press by Anne-Marie Hilton. It had a different title. They've changed it. The original title Ooh. was 
one Sheboygan resident could buy all of uh, the Sheboygan properties. Oh. Yeah. Um, but they changed it to Sheboygan County's real estate value for 2019 could pay for the Green Bay Packers four times over. Nice. Yeah. So a lot of real estate. Um, and what I'm about to, I'm going to read the whole article. It's very short. Uh, but this article is just like somebody fucking around with math. Just like <laughs> looking up statistics and property values. I mean, like, how do I make this into 500 words? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. The 2019 real estate value of Sheboygan County was four times what you'd need to buy the Green Bay Packers, provided shareholders relinquish ownership, <laughs> <laughs> or twice the combined value of the Packers and Milwaukee's Bucks and Brewers. According to the Wisconsin Department of Revenue, the real estate value of Sheboygan County for 2019 was $9.9 billion. That's a 5% increase from 2018, according to the release from the Sheboygan County Economic Development Corporation. Good, growing. Mm -hmm. The county could sell all its property and collectively buy the Packers at $2.63 billion, according to Forbes' annual calculations, the Bucks at $1.35 billion, and the Brewers at $1.18 billion. But a single Wisconsinite could afford to buy all the county's real estate. John Menard, owner of home improvement retail chain uh, Home Depot. It's a joke. I'm sorry, I was reading another article. (laughs) I bring you to the laugh at me and you let me down. Can you repeat it? Mm. But a single Wisconsinite could afford to buy all the county's real estate. John Menard, owner of the home improvement retail chain, Home Depot. Uh, now he's the owner of Menards. Yep. Uh, well, the this, Wisconsin staple. Thank you, uh, because you've really uh, done a referendum on my reading that you weren't even paying attention. It's not that I wasn't paying attention. It's that I was, I was trying, to, trying to make another joke. And sometimes when you, when, you, when you get sort of deep in, the, deep in the ether of it, you sort of lose track of what's going on around you. Well, I hope that none of our listeners were researching jokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, John Menard, richest person in Wisconsin, net worth of $11.5 billion. He could buy all of the city's uh, property. Damn. Yeah. What about, if they uh, decided to give it up. <laughs> what about uh, Herbert Kohler? Because doesn't he already own, like, all of the most wealthy parts of the county? He does. He owns uh, a lot of Kohler. So he could just, I feel like he could just buy the rest of the county and turn it into one massive golf course. Just buy one, get one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. With a seaside attraction. Yeah. No, but he's not the richest. It's Menards. Uh, He's the owner of the retail chain, Menards. Mm -hmm. John Menardis. It would take almost all his wealth. But if he wants property along Lake Michigan, Sheboygan County would be a perfect asset. So, and then what follows is just like the property value of every uh, town within Sheboygan County just listed. I'm not going <laughs> to list them out. And that's and then the article ends with, um, according to the SCEDC, uh, what is that? I don't know. Um, the Wisconsin Department of Revenue defines real estate value as an estimate of the market value of all residential, commercial, manufacturing, productive forest, and other sites, including farms. And then the article ends. That's it? That's the end. It ends with a parenthetical about including farms. So, Anne-Marie, um, no doubt you've done some fantastic journalism, and I don't mean to rag on you here. But I don't get the point of this article. It's just like, <laughs> hey, guess what? 
like you you know if you if John Menard could also buy like 16 Mars rovers he could buy he could adopt 17,000 dogs named Rover <laughs> and he didn't he'd have to find them specifically which is why it costs a little more um anyway that's can you uh, so you mentioned there was a list of of each town by yeah uh, can you can you just do the top and the bottom? I want to know what the least valuable town in Sheboygan County is. The most valuable is the town of Sheboygan, at twenty one point nine million. Makes sense. That's big suburban. Yep. The least valuable is the village of Elkhart Lake at five point one million, which is Elkhart Lake is the least valuable. Yeah. Doesn't that isn't have... that where that big resort is? And Road America. Is Road America and Elkhart Lake? I feel like that's got to be worth something. That's a lot of road. Uh, no, it's worth nothing. Because <laughs> what, what are you going to buy it and turn it into a parking lot? <laughs> a big round oval <laughs> parking lot. There's so many spaces. For what? <laughs> Fine. You got another second? Uh, <laughs> are you still researching a fucking joke? <laughs> what am I I was hoping if this segment bombs, I, it's not my reading okay, ability. Here's what I was thinking: when you heard, when you read that, and you said, you know, nine point eight. But what was the number? How much is Sheboygan County worth? I don't know. I already closed it out because I'm done. Okay. Well, twenty one point six. It just seems like you could make that same comparison for any place. So I was trying to find the oh. total home value of Boise, Idaho, <laughs> but that number is just not. Uh, readily available. Okay, well then, I guess to Mary uh, Anne Marie's credit, she did her research. She really she got in there, and it is kind of fun. So yeah. you know what? I redact all of my negative praise. What is that called? Criticism. Praise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Criticism of that article. It's uh, pretty cool. And I'll also say, um, if any of you you Boiseans are still listening, and you happen to know the total real estate oh. value of your city. Please, uh, please email us. Yeah, fucking write it in. Again, that's J-O-S-E-P-H-P-R-E-S-T-L-E-Y at gmail.com. I almost forgot my last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. You ready? You got another second? I do. Uh, on the clock. And, uh-oh, tortoise. <laughs> Lord, oh boy, you were really just holding that one in, weren't you? Oh, tortoise. That's two seconds, but I'll give it to me. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna go with the obvious here. I bet a big ass tortoise washed up on a beach somewhere. Ooh, uh, try a storage unit. <laughs> washed up there. Yeah. Um, so the title of this, it doesn't have the author. We don't even get a byline. Come on, sunnyskies.com. Uh, sounds like a reputable website. It is. It's actually, yeah, um, it's listed as one of, it's right above CNN, <laughs> a little bit below uh, PolitiFact. Um, so family cleans house, finds pet tortoise missing since 1982. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, a family in Realango, Brazil, uh, found, found their long last found their long lost pet tortoise after they decided to finally clean out the house <laughs> back in 1982 the Alme uh, almeida family was saddened to learn about the red-footed tortoise manuela had gone missing uh, their house was being renovated at the time so the family assumed that the tortoise tortoise had slipped out the open door uh, left by the construction crew disappearing into the forest near their home that's a very whimsical way to say he died <laughs> 
must have slipped out the door like a breath of wind. Aren't tortoises notoriously slow? <laughs> you think someone would have seen them? Construction workers are also notoriously slow. They were, oh. they were like running towards the door. No! <laughs> stop that turtle! They don't know the difference between turtle and tortoise. Well, now you're just insulting their intelligence. I guess I am. They're fine. I like construction workers. Anyway, um, uh, so they thought it slipped into the forest, but they couldn't have been more wrong. The true fate of their lost pet remained a mystery for the next 30 years until the father passed away and the Almeida children returned to help clean out his cluttered storage room. Turns out, the father was somewhat of a hoarder, so the room was jam-packed with things. While cleaning out the house, a neighbor asked son Leonardo if he was intending to get rid of the tortoise, too. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> you want this tortoise? Or can I have it? Um, this is a quote from Leonardo. Uh, I put the trash bag on the floor, and the neighbor just warned me, are you going to throw away the turtle, too? <laughs> okay, so it's exactly... <laughs> like I thought. Um, at that moment, I went white and didn't believe it, Leonardo told Globo TV. That's when the Almeidas learned that what it, he went white, which is an acceptable response. Like, oh, my God. This <laughs> but what if he was just like, oh, yeah, shit. I was looking for that. <laughs> Thanks, bro. All right. You want this lamp? <laughs> Uh, that's when the Almeidas learned that Manuela had managed to survive for three decades on her own. The family suspects that she survived on termites, which, thanks to all that unwanted furniture, were likely in abundance. Now Manuela walks around the house and entertains the generation she already knew, along with new ones of the Almeida family. I just, I don't, termites? You yeah, can survive on just termites? What about water? Yeah, I. Uh, how, is this a leaky storage unit? It was just wet in there all the time. There's something doesn't add up. This is like a oh my kid's fish died, so I ran to Petco real fast. Except for <laughs> <laughs> it was a real slow like oh that tortoise died 30 years ago. Wouldn't it be fun? Where where did this take place? This took place in Brazil. Brazil. Okay, there's rainforest. Is it possible? I don't know what the rainforest covered has to do with anything. <laughs> is it possible that this is a different tortoise? <laughs> Were there any distinguishing marks on your tortoise? I mean, they recognized it. Then, well, uh, I, don't I guess well, thirty years later. Yeah, well, this this is the sun, so I don't know. Leandro, I don't I don't know if he really recognized it. They have a picture of the tortoise like in a cluttered storage room, <laughs> which I don't know if that's a stock photo of, of a tortoise <laughs> in a cluttered storage room or if like he got out right. So that, did reporters just like. Put him back. I want to know what's going on behind the curtain here. Yeah, something don't add up. Yeah, that's the story of Manuela, uh, the lost tortoise of Brazil. You know, this story really reminds me of the time that uh, we had a Game Boy Advance, and it just disappeared. And I have to ask, did you sell it on eBay? I did not. That was one of the few things I did not sell on <laughs> eBay. I definitely sold our PlayStation 2 and all of the games. <laughs> And I definitely sold, what else did I sell? All of my coin collection, which is well, not the point of a coin collection. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I also bought on eBay. I got in trouble once because, so do you remember it was by the laundromat, there was a vending machine? No, but oh, okay. go on. There was a, uh, there was a uh, soda machine that le oh, leaked yes. quarters. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I would 
take the quarters. I would go behind and under the vending machine and take the quarters. And then they fixed it. And so I'm like, I, I got to get my stash. So I bought a, um, a key to open oh soda machines on eBay <laughs> using our mom's account. And she got it. And she's like, Joey, it's time to have a conversation about <laughs> theft. Because this laundromat is certainly not doing so well in the digital age. And I don't, I don't, uh, we had a long walk on the beach and she's like, so what are you going to do? I'm like, I think I'm going to sell the key I just bought. (laughs) And I turned a small profit. So yeah. Moral of the story is stealing from vending machines is a victimless crime and just go ahead and do it. Vending machines, nobody puts them there. They just exist. They just show up one day. They mm. fall from the sky. Yeah. Uh, Big sodas walking around collecting their 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 quarters. Who cares about Big Soda? Go well, on. anyway, I, I hope that, uh, you know, in, you know, probably, what, 20 years now, uh, we just find this, this Game Boy oh, yeah. in the storage <laughs> unit somewhere. I hope so, too. That's... It's a good wish to have. What an enlightening and hopeful note to go into our next segment, Robert's Review Review. Take it away. Yes, this is, um, uh, again, we'll we'll explain all our segments just for all the Boiseans who Mm -hmm. may still be sticking around here. Or for new Um, listeners. Yeah, or or just for, you know, posterity. People who forgot. Mm -hmm. People with dementia. People with Alzheimer's. Who continue to listen to our podcast. Yeah, and they have to be reminded every time that it's a new podcast. Maybe that's... We just hit 100 listens. That could be one person. Could be. Oh, no. That anyway, makes it sad now. Uh, this this segment, Robert's Review Review, is... Uh, I, I sort of take you around the world to the world of reviews. That is very generous of yourself. <laughs> I do. I, I uh, allow you to experience places in a different light. Listener, just fucking... Get your seatbelt on, baby, because Robert's flying the plane now. When I was flying the plane, it was a little scattered. Robert, he makes a smooth landing every time. Uh, we should probably not be talking about flying a plane. Oh, shit. Because our... <laughs> I did. This is not a review of the World Trade Center, but it is close. Oh, good. Today, we're going to the Statue of Liberty. So it is uh, geographically close. Yes. <laughs> um, so the Statue of Liberty, of course... <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Boiseans who have only stared at one tree your entire life, the Statue of Liberty is a statue that represents liberty. <laughs> it's a it's a big green woman in New York City. She used to be bronze. And she's just been rusted down. Not aged well. Anyway, let's get into the reviews here. Our first review here comes from Philip Washam, who uh, all of our reviews here today are one-star reviews. You, you wash them all dry. Uh, yep. He says, this was a big green statue, and that's it. Very boring. No hot dough. And I have to assume that he was trying to type hot dog. <laughs> somehow forgot to finish the word. He could have been saying hot donuts. He could have been saying hot Hot Doolittle, new Robert Downey Jr. movie. It's H O T D O, one word. <laughs> no hot dude. <laughs> Did he think that they'd be slinging dog in the in the crown up there? I, I think this man, assuming this is a man, uh, just uh, got all of his New York metaphors all sort of mixed up in his head. I was looking for street meat. <laughs> Nobody's slinging dog. The Statue of Liberty wasn't serving. 
<laughs> I don't can't do it accents. <laughs> hey, Johnny, you got any street meat up there? No, Poppy. You're my dad. And the answer is no. Go home. <laughs> Um, uh, review from Julie Atkins. She says, I was newt there because I am poor. <laughs> Julie, that's a story we can all relate to. It's true. Thank you, Julie, for sharing. Thanks for calling in. Uh, many, many of the, the, you know, more serious reviews were sort of mentioning the lines and how much it costs and sort of that it's a tourist trap. That's, so. those are fair and honest reviews. And that's the thing we appreciate here. And so now let's jump into a review that is uh, not fair <laughs> or, or honest or, or just ridiculous. you got to treat my lady liberty right. Come exactly. on. Um, this one comes from Oakland, California. Is that, that a person's name? That, that's, that's what they're listed as. All right. I'd like to assume that this is just a rogue agent from the city who is trying to besmirch the reputation <laughs> of the Statue of Liberty. Maybe they're more into that big bridge. You know which one I'm talking about. The Brooklyn about. Bridge? No, the because oh. uh, they're Oakland. Oh, the San Fran the Bridge. Bridge. Yeah, the big, the yeah. big red one. So this diplomat uh, came over. What did he have to say? Uh, they say the pedestal view was scary because it was outdoors. <laughs> Where else is it gonna be? <laughs> it's yeah, it's gonna be indoors. Uh, now you can look down on some stairs. Uh, speaking of stairs, they say I hate what hard stone it is made out of because I got hurt several times. Oh. I had to walk 99,999,999 stairs because there is no elevator. They should just make it a monument and not a observation deck. I am not going to pretend to like the statue of money wasting for getting hurt 9,999,999 times. Did he get hurt on each stair? I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, he yeah, didn't. Yeah, bro, I got a problem where I stepped down a little bit too hard, and that all 999,999 <laughs> stairs, I got a little contusion. They actually didn't. They, so there were 99 million stairs, and they only got hurt 9 million times. Oh, okay. So it's about one every 10. <laughs> <laughs> one in 10 stairs, I was like, oh, shit, that, there's an uneven stair there, bro. You better pave that. I don't think it's even the unevenness. I just think that the stone was too hard for them. <laughs> I wasn't wearing shoes, and maybe that's my B. I wish it was paved. I, I wish it was covered in carpet. <laughs> I was expecting shag. This thing was built in the 70s, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's get into Wait, some... Wait, actually, let me look up real quick how many stairs there actually are. No, when was, when was the Statue of Liberty built? Because that could have been a good joke. It was oh, was it, it was built in the 70s. <laughs> 1975. Oh. Nice one. I high five to myself. Post 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 operative joke. Yep. Thanks. Uh, anyway, where were you headed? Uh, let's head into some more silly reviews. Oh, um, good. That is, one was far too serious. This is from Landon Wolf. All caps. It says I tried to eat part of it, and they took my hand. They chopped it off and ran. I'm very disappointed with how they handled this and Wylin be coming back here again. See, as a big fan of Hammurabi, um, if you tried to eat it, I think you should have your jaw or lips removed or tongue. Mm, that yes. was the first. It should have been tongue. Yes, that's. it's just not a reciprocal punishment. No, it's not. The punishment does not fit the crime. What are you now going to do? You're still going to bite. You're just not going to have a nice little uh, boat 
the boat being the hand and the mouth being one side of the river and the mouth being the canals of venice yeah oh beautiful imagery thank you exactly okay uh here's a review from vozio who says it's not a liberty i do not like this it ate my cat (laughs) (laughs) my cat ain't free They say it's free, but my cat is not. It is dead. There were quite a number of reviews uh, sort of anthropomorphizing the Statue of Liberty and just having it do ridiculous things like eating a cat. It does paint a very good image in your mind, doesn't it? (laughs) Bending over and scooping a cat into its mouth. The enormous sound of creaking metal. Everybody, (laughs) like, you just hear it. Birds fly away into the distance. Somebody in Times Square turns their head and sees... That would maybe explain why the previous reviewer got hurt so many times if the whole if they were in the building that just started moving to scoop up a cat. Yeah, man, my ribs have been fully collapsed by it was kind of like that scene in the Star Wars where they were in that trash compactor. That was me being around the middle region of Lady Liberty when she started swaying. Uh, you never want to be there when that happens. It's sort of a risk you got to take. You hate to see it. Uh, another risk, according to Jaden Russell Gladue, uh, my child got attacked by a bird. Oh, why? <laughs> what did he do? What I love about this review is it is not really a review of the Statue of Liberty. It is a review of birds. <laughs> What is it like? The, the Statue of Liberty needs to have better control of her birds, honey. You can't. My son came in here and he was covered in seeds. And you need to be aware that some boys are sensitive like mine and need seeds. Yeah. Zero out of ten. It's 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 uh, really makes you think. And so I have one more review. This is a long one. I'm going to read the whole thing. I'll be quiet until you're 100, done. You don't have to do that. Okay. Uh, but it is 100% worth this. This comes from Lowell Mortensen. <laughs> so we're off to a good start. They say, let me let me clear my throat here. Oh, please do. I went to the statue, and I have never seen a boat that passes air. It's just a little crowded, but not worth stopping to see. We were unable to go up there for a Monday. When we got up there was a cafe, which (laughs) makes air. I was disappointed that they decided to make their salaries online, but I didn't realize that the military is an American icon. When my sister showed a little tourist kid numerous items, we assumed he was clearly overwhelmed. His family and a handful of people were rude and unhappy, as they were being scary. But we didn't eat, and we were not allowed to get a picture of a million stares. So again... No, nine million. Very clear discrepancies between our reviewers. So again, unless you're not wanting a lot of steps, statuettes, and waiting on a ferry, we can go back... You can look at a family and take photos of it. (laughs) (laughs) There's more. There's more. Oh, God. I'm not blaming the statue herself or the security. Good. I guess we're just a big cafeteria. (laughs) I... They tell me that the brain is a muscle, but mine has never been so strained. I'm not done yet. Oh, my God. This is the worst part, or the best part. Carry on. (laughs) A lady got a horrible idea. (laughs) She said, I can finally jump into the water and look like a sardine. (laughs) 
I wish I had herpes. <laughs> I would never go back on the island or climb the statue. Don't bother going there. <laughs> A little sprinkle of herpes really would have been the, the salt to this flavor combination. <laughs> No, it's truly, I just, I think I, this must have been mistranslated in the worst ways. I don't understand it. <laughs> Did they have a positive experience or not? I can't tell. <laughs> it seems like, okay, no, normally we would comment, we try to find little funny witticisms, but there's nothing more I can possibly say about that. Uh, I just, I love the idea of a lady getting a horrible idea, jumping into the water and saying, look, I'm a sardine. Is this from the top? Who knows? Anyway, that has been the Statue of Liberty. Oh my God. Okay. What are we on to next? I think we're on the future true crime. Future true crime. What's my new song? Um, yeah, good. Thank you. Um, uh, all right, so future true crime uh, for you Boiseans out there, you scamps and scoundrels. Are there any famous uh, criminals from Boise? Um, no, just, the... <laughs> just, just trees. <laughs> just tree. A couple famous trees. So every week on Future True Crime, uh, I discuss who who in the world right now, alive or dead, has a possibility to be the next... Or dead? I didn't know that this was a part of it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, the, who, who has a possibility to be the next uh, criminal, uh, s- serial murderer, rapist, arsonist, uh, bomber. Um, vandalist. Vandalist. Ooh, Banksy. Who's looking out because the the red M and M is hot on your tail? <laughs> we could call it crime fiction, but it's not. It's just what's going to happen, and I'm telling you now. This is reporting. This is live action reporting. Um, so this week, um, I have somebody who maybe not a lot of people have heard of. So I'm going to give you a little lowdown. Ted Bundy. Um, Ted Bundy? (laughs) (laughs) No, Ted Bundy is not my fellow. But I'm going to tell you a little bit about Ted Bundy, uh, because that's going to explain who my future true criminal is. Ted Bundy uh, killed a lot of people in the 70s. Um, He was notorious for killing women um, by being devilishly handsome um, and attracting them and putting them in his car and taking them somewhere and murdering and beheading and burning and burying um, all of these nice young folks. and he, uh, he w- got away for a long, long time because he escaped prison once, jumped out of a courthouse once, and crossed state lines. And a lot of people... Can I just wager a guess at who your future true criminal is? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Is it Zac Efron? It is not, no. Okay. Even though Zac Efron did play uh, <laughs> Ted Bundy in the live-action... Live-action <laughs> remake. <laughs> in the live-action Bundy. Um, uh, but actually, the truth about Ted Bundy is that he was just kind of a, a horrible person uh, who crossed state lines. He's not a genius, but the way that he's often portrayed is like this calculating, um, uh, thinking man. He tried to represent himself in court. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, people see him as like this man- master of manipulation. This guy could kill one woman in Oregon and then in a time when there isn't mass communication, cross state lines to Washington <laughs> and kill again. And the police couldn't find him because police aren't really that good at their jobs, especially in the 70s. 
Um, but we speak from experience. It's true. I've been there. I've done that. And Lord, the police never helped me find my son. I was locked down in my apartment for an entire evening, and they couldn't even find the guy they were looking for until like a month later. Sounds like a Google review of the police. <laughs> Just general, the five zero. All right, now I'm going to tell you a little bit about a different person, and immediately the signs are going to become clear. Mm-hmm. Judith Martin, better known by the pen name Miss Manners, is an American journalist, author, and etiquette authority. Oh, my Lord. It's coming together now. Okay. Uh, born in 1938, so she would have been doing stuff around the same time. Bundy was born in 46, now 81, probably still at it. Um, she was the daughter of an economics uh, person. Uh, <laughs> an economist? <laughs> That's it. From Poland. Um, she, she grew up in D.C., D.C. Who lives in D.C.? Doland Trumpled. And other criminals. Ooh, that's a harsh... What we just said about Donald Trump, we might have to edit that out. Anyway, so she was a journalist, and she first covered social events, uh, embassies, uh, theater and film critics. So she has a lot of clout. She has a lot of power. What did mm-hmm. Bundy have? Power. Clout. And devilish handsomeness. And she, even at 81, is not looking so bad right now. But eventually, in 1978, again, this is when Bundy's killing, she starts writing an advice column. Ooh, scandalous. And she's called Miss Manners because her advice column is about breakfast cereals. That's a joke. (laughs) It's about etiquette. Gotta laugh a, at me. It was a bad joke. You gotta laugh at me. Anyway. Not when I was paying attention. It was just a bad joke. Whatever. Okay. So she became a, a master of etiquette, and now a medicate. A medicate. Now they say that Bundy was a master manipulator. Okay. And she was a master of etiquette. She's a master of etiquette, but also a manipulator. Because what is more manipulative than most people call it manipulative? I say manipulative. Then. Telling people what to do from afar. Okay, she's getting in mail. This is not this is not email where you have to trace an IP address. She's getting an address address. She can get to these people. Okay, she has the means. She has the network. She has the clout. She, I am positive that she was killing and continues to kill. Can I ask? Um, um, cause, cause you said that she is giving people advice. And you say that that's manipulative. Was Ted Bundy, were his manipulative actions, were his victims asking for it? <laughs> what? That's, you put me in a really <laughs> bad place here. Because if I put I, you in a very small box that yeah, you can't you get out of. And so I'm going to burn the box <laughs> entirely. <laughs> uh, I. Well, no, they were asking for it. But Ted Bundy, notably, did, uh, after he was brought to prison, gave advice to police investigators on other criminals as to what the M.O. and where the bodies could be found for uh, these other serial killers. Okay, so they both got... There's people who give advice, they have the same thing in their brain. It's that advice bone. So... It's a tumor. We give advice. Oh, fuck. (laughs) We'll cover us next week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so she, 
she actually she got a little heavy with sometimes with the advice she said that people who don't follow etiquette are anarchists she said that blatant greed is the most serious etiquette problem this seems like somebody with a bone to pick and a way to do it so i think that she tracked down and hunted and killed people who were just kind of rude to her in different places <laughs> so like she went to the gas station and the the clerk uh said just this without even saying hello miss manners i hope you're feeling pert and well today uh, and she was like, okay, I know where you live, brother. And she just got in her little car. I imagine it's a little, um, what, what are those cars, the British ones? Jalopy? Carriage? I don't know. <laughs> a horse. Tracks him down. Whatever, it doesn't matter. The thing is, I want to, do you believe me yet? Um, no. Here's another question I have for you. Um, you, you took a lot of painstaking detail here to sort of track their timelines as being similar. Yeah. Are you in any way suggesting that Ted Bundy is innocent and that Miss Manners actually killed all those people? I hadn't thought about it because, oh yeah, what is more likely that this woman's friends said she saw uh, her girlfriend getting into a uh, brown bug exactly like the one bundy bundy owns and she saw that he was helping she was helping him because he had crutches because that's a manipulative trick he did and then suddenly she uh, ends up dead and it was ted bundy what is more likely that that is the case or that this woman two weeks earlier had written to a certain miss manners and said hey um sometimes i feel like i'm not folding a cloth napkin correctly how do i do that and Miss Manners was so appalled that she drove out to Oregon. This this woman who sent in the question probably asked, uh, when I fold my napkins, I like to sort of blow a bunch of snot into it first oh. and then fold all the snot sort of into it and a, then a, make a tortilla out of it. And give them to my dinner guests. Right. And if they don't eat them, I'm mad? Yeah. What do I do? And she's and like... Miss Manners was so revolted by this that she was sent into a murderous rage. Yeah. And that seems likely. So, okay. thank you for bringing that up. Police, get on it. We've yeah. already established that the police are bad at doing their jobs. They're not good, so. but they could be great. I'm gonna, we're going to play a game. We played this game before. Um, this game did not go well for you last and time. It's going to go better for me this time. Uh, this is uh, Ted Bundy versus Miss Manners. So, I'm going to say a quote, and you have to tell me whether it is a quote from Ted Bundy or Miss Manners. If it's from Bundy, say Bundy. If it's from Manners, say Manners. Do you understand the rules of the game? You're really, uh, really just ripping off Billy Eichner now, huh? I, I, I'm ripping off everybody. Go back one episode. We'll discuss how much we're ripping off. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. When virtues are pointed out, flaws seem less insurmountable. Ooh, this one is tougher. Mm -hmm. This is Miss Manners. Correct. Fine. Society wants us to believe it can identify evil people or bad or harmful people, but it's not practical. There are no stereotypes. Bundy. Yeah, that's it. Fine. It is indeed a trial to maintain the virtue of humility when one can't help being right. This matters. Oh, damn it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we have all transgressed some way in our lives, and as I say, I've been impolite, and there are things I regret having done in my life. Miss Manners. No, Bundy. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I, I think he follows up like killing people is one of them. <laughs> uh, charming villains have always had a decided social advantage. Miss Manners. Yeah, it is. Followed. 
I only took half of that quote. The rest is, uh, charming villains have always had a decided social advantage over well-meaning people who chew with their mouths open. <laughs> okay. So that's a little bit of cherry picking. Fine. Uh, a woman was either a lady or she wasn't, and we all know what the latter meant. That's Bundy. No, it's manners. No, it's not. It is. Was she slut-shaming? <laughs> uh, no, actually, this was part of a larger thing, which was actually very pro-woman. Oh. She was talking about how women have agency and that people will ascribe like these ideas of sluts onto women. But uh, that's an imbreakable uh, duality. You're either a, a lady, and that means you can do nothing, or you're not a lady, meaning you're a slut, and then you have power, but the power is manifested wrong. So go, Miss Manners. I'm, why did you kill people? God damn it. <laughs> You had so much power, and you did it wrong. Okay. Guilt. It's this mechanism we use to control people. It's an illusion. It's a kind of social control mechanism, and it's very unhealthy. It does terrible things to the body. Bundy. Yeah, you got it. Fine. Um, I hereby absolve everyone from feeling any embarrassment deliberately imposed by others. Manners. Damn it. Okay. Uh, Growing up is the best revenge. Ooh. That's Bundy. Nope, it's manners. Okay, damn. This is an advice column to a little boy who was mad at his mom. Whatever. As he should be. And it was Ted Bundy. That boy's name? Ted Bundy. No, the mom was oh. somewhat bad. This <laughs> manners, my mom, who is my dad, keeps killing people. The best advice is growing up. Get out of there, son. Don't die. No, I was looking at it the other way. Uh, growing up is the best revenge. Um because Miss Matters is going to kill his mom. <laughs> Good. Um, I don't know what underlay social interactions. It's, it's too vague to mean anything, but Bundy. Yeah, you got it. To overthrow the accepted conventions of society on the flimsy grounds that you have found them silly, inefficient, and discomforting is a dangerous step toward destroying civilization. Manners. Yeah, you got it. There are eight more. Um, <laughs> do you think maybe we could do like... No, we're doing all of them. Okay. Um, fine, I'll cut a few out. Uh, I'd like you to give my love to my family and friends. <laughs> Bundy. Yeah, final words. Um, I'm the most cold-hearted son of a bitch you'll ever meet. Manners. <laughs> that one's Bundy. Um, I was really hopeful that was Manners. Uh, we, are, we are born charming, fresh, and spontaneous, and must be civilized before we are fit to participate in society. Matters. Yeah. The ultimate possession was, in fact, the taking of the life, and then the physical possession <laughs> of the remains. <laughs> I'm just going to venture that that was Miss Matters. <laughs> Close. Um, it's right. There's an etiquette to killing people. There is. Yeah. Um, uh, I only maintain that it is possible under some circumstances for a lady to murder her husband. Matters. Yep, that is. Um, I lived in prison for a long time now. <laughs> I've met a lot of men who are motivated to commit violence just like me. And without exception, every one of them was deeply involved in pornography. Without question, without exception, deeply influenced and consumed by an addiction to pornography. <laughs> who do you think that one was? This one is the... uh, uh, Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> We're celebrating that heritage. Yep. Um, eating grapes with a knife and fork is not what one would call refined. It is what one would call ludicrous. <laughs> That's Kanye West. It is. Yep. You got it. Well, that has been uh, <laughs> Ted Bundy or Miss Manners. Uh, you won. And for that, we get to continue on to a new segment.
Oh yes, I guess uh, I guess I introduced this segment now. This is yeah, um, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. This was I, I I knew that this was coming and I have failed to prepare for it. Anyway, um, just read it. <laughs> it. This is just advice. That's literally the whole segment. Yep, we get advice from Reddit or Boise or Boise or, or today we have one of our uh, our first fan mail. We got from, it from a dedicated listener. We looked in our mailbox, and there it was. Mm-hmm. So uh, here, here's here's the question. They say, "Dear Shaboy Ganders, you have a great podcast. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is so sweet, and I'm glad they started with that because now we view them positively. They say, "I'm your average ex Shaboy Gander, a guy with few meaningfully distinguishing traits." However, recently, I've noticed something strange. Tell us about L- it. Last semester, I started wearing some new shoes to school. Nicer hiking shoes that don't squeak, even if they get wet from snow. After about a week... No, we I, need to... Cr- you got to say the whole thing. Get wet from snow outside. I as opposed to snow to inside. the whole thing. Whatever. Okay, okay continue. Um, they say, after about a week, I realized that there were three other people who bought the same kind after me. I quickly put it out of my mind. However, a month later, I started bringing this new little salad and chip salsa combo pouch for lunch over the noon hour. And lo and behold, grown adults from other grades that I don't even talk to started copying me by bringing the same pouches. I noticed seven or eight of them. As far as I can tell, the specific pouches are only sold at one local grocery store. How do I leverage my newfound influencer status among these nerds to win fame and riches? This comes uh, from Jericho McBoiler. Oh, thank you so much, Jericho, for the question, first of all. <laughs> Jericho McBoiler is totally a real name. Yes. Um, so, Jericho, I think you're, 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 there's correlation and causation. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not saying you're wrong. However, maybe those shoes are at the front of the Payless shoe store. Mm-hmm. And maybe that salad chip combo is at the front of the King Supers. Or Walmart, whatever store there is in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe people are just going there first because they are motivated by the same social factors as you are. Right. However, I don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. Because the way you write gives me the feeling that you do have a profound social power. But you got to <laughs> fucking test it. <laughs> right. You got you to gotta do something. Because there's a possibility somebody bought the same shoes for same reasons as you. There's a possibility mm-hmm. that this salad combo... What is, what the, I don't get it. Who's eating salad and chips and salsa? That one's pretty specific. Um, but you I, eat, I'd like to believe when they describe it as a chip salsa combo pouch, that it's sort of like a fanny pack that just has <laughs> chips and salsa in little subdivided containers. <laughs> Taking a jog and you're like, one second, bro. Salsa me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to test it. You got to go with something that nobody else would do. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, wear a tutu. Wear a tutu. See if everybody else is wearing tutus. Take a a knitting needle and <laughs> stab it through a pineapple <laughs> and affix a gold chain to both sides and wear it around your neck. <laughs> and if people are wearing the the a needle pineapple gold chain after a week or so, then you know you're in, right? Yeah. And if that's the case, then you clearly do have this power. So to answer the question, how, oh, do, yeah. I, how do I leverage this among these nerds? First of all, I wouldn't refer to them as nerds. That could come off as offensive. You got to be kind to your people, brother. Um, to win fame and riches, what I think you should do 
here's my what you should do. What you should start doing is just in your fanny pack, replace the chips and salsa with Ooh. a bunch of dollar bills Ooh. and just start sort of dropping them on the ground behind you. Okay, and this I know seems like a way to lose your I, I know what you're thinking. But if all of these seven or eight people who are sort of following your lead start doing it and you just sort of get a big broom oh. or a vacuum, <laughs> you just suck up all their money and now you've made an eight-time profit. you got to lose money to make exactly. money. Exactly. You've got to drop money on the floor to pick up more <laughs> money off the floor. <laughs> exactly. That's a very good answer. Um, I have an answer, and now you might not like this because you say you're looking for fame and riches, but what's happening to you right now Jericho McBoiler <laughs> reminds me a whole lot about a story about a guy named Jesus. Oh, because <laughs> if you'll remember, true. he started wearing a certain type of footwear, right? And Crocs, <laughs> sandals. <laughs> I feel like Crocs would have been a really good for that sort of place and time. Imagine the picture of the, the immaculate conception, and there's just a halo <laughs> made of Crocs. <laughs> that would be perfect. I yeah. love it. Um. But okay, so he he starts wearing sandals. All his boys start wearing sandals. You got at least twelve pairs of sandals out there. Mm-hmm. Judas kind of he started wearing Crocs. Um, he's he starts saying, you know what I love loaves and fishes, and then suddenly everybody else wants loaves and fishes. Mm-hmm. That's this is kind of how it started. And then he healed a leper, and then he brought the Lazarus back. Um, so those are kind of your next steps. I think that that is creating a new religion might be worth more than riches. Okay, it's and maybe it is fame. It's certainly going to cement your name on the notable alumni page. <laughs> New deity, uh, third coming of Christ. There was a second. Mormons were right. Um, so I think I think pursue the religion angle, brother. Um, it's don't. I mean, you're you're gonna die on a cross. <laughs> Weigh that certainly, but can't go that bad. That's that's a good suggestion. I, I I hope that uh, I hope that this has helped Jericho. <laughs> yeah, Jericho, don't follow up. <laughs> do you want to do another advice? You know, I would certainly love to. Um, this is from r slash advice on Reddit. Um, it t- uh, f- comes from v- v- Vihalgo. <laughs> User Vihalgo uh, asks, "How can I move my sex toys to our new house without my mother discovering them?" Then it's got a sticker that says advice received. So, but we're going to double down. We'll get it to it. Uh, so Vahalgo says, we're moving house soon. And then parentheses, fingers crossed. That seems like something that you should sort of know. <laughs> we're moving house soon. We haven't, we don't have a realtor. <laughs> we have an idea and we're usually pretty good at putting those into reality. Um, so they say they're moving house soon. Hopefully um, uh, <laughs> we can get those. Vagrants out of it <laughs> I don't own a whole lot of stuff Outside of my clothes and computer <laughs> And a homely collection of sex toys I love the a homely, homely Which I had to look up Just to make sure that okay, I'm gonna look it up right now Give me the definition please Uh <laughs> Well the first one is Unattractive in appearance <laughs> Which I guess could also be true, but I think the the more common one is is simple but cozy and comfortable, as in one's own home. (laughs) 
I've always heard it as like a homely young woman. So I was picturing like, I just have like a bunch of like barnacly old sex toys. It's my homely collection, um, including a sizable dildo. <laughs> How can I smuggle these to the new house without my mother stumbling across a punnet for vibrators? This is what I also want to push back on. A punnet. I had to look up this word too. There's like a, there's a bunch of, this person is clearly British. Yeah. But a punnet is still a basket for fruit, <laughs> no matter what part of the English speaking language you're from. Well, maybe it was a basket for fruit. And that's no. all they had to put their sex toys in. <laughs> it's one of those little plastic tins for strawberries. <laughs> it's a clear plastic. First of all. We'll finish the question. Um, While I'm at work or something. Thanks. I'm advanced, bros. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, don't use a clear plastic strawberry container for your dildos. That's number one. Here's my idea. Um, I think what you should do, the, the, you know, go for the the time-tested and mother approved (laughs) way of of disguising things. You just gave me an idea. And dress up all your sex toys in camo. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what you'll have to do is you'll have to find a receptacle for them. You're just going to have to put them in a big jar of sticks and dirt and grass, which will likely raise more questions if your mother finds it. But she will not see the sex toys. She will only see See a terrarium. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant when dressing in camo. I thought you meant like just stuff them all, tie the end of a pant leg, a camo <laughs> pant leg, and stuff them all in. No, no you, you can see that. Individually, they're all wearing camo. <laughs> they all have little camo Barbie <laughs> pants. Yeah. Um, or alternatively, you could, you know, put the Guy Fox glasses on and a big mustache and a hat, you know, oh. disguise. It's a, it's disguise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> it took me a while, but I got there. Um, I so you gave me an idea when you said uh, mom tested, kid approved, or whatever. Oh, the not with the <laughs> But I was thinking Jif crunchy peanut butter. Okay. If you put something in peanut butter, it'll close around it. The oh, peanut butter will fill that void. That's... So take a little scoop out of the Jif. But that I thought wasn't a good idea. But then I thought, where do dildos fit well? A cooch. Hide him in your hoo-ha. All of them? <laughs> as many as you can fit. Also, I, I mean, I don't want to imply gender, but the fact that they said, thanks, I'm advanced bros, sort of makes me think that this is a man. <laughs> it it is... makes me think it's a group of hyper-intelligent men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm advanced bros. That sounds like, so, a, like a, a, a meme song. I'm advanced, bros. I'm every day, bros. It's every day. Yeah, that was a bad song. Um, I think, well, one of the answers here is take a a roll of, like, wrapping paper and (laughs) shove them down there. And I thought, like, as long as you don't forget them by Christmas time. (laughs) I I have another idea here. Um, I think what you should do is take your sex toys and sort of plant them in your mom's. Boxes. Oh. I'm assuming you're moving with your mother. I, yeah. I think that's the subtext here. I would believe that. Um, so, yeah, just sort of sneak them into her suitcase or, you know, sneak them into her 
what's the word? Her fruit basket. <laughs> her pennant. And then she'll find it and she'll say, whoa, what is this? And then you convince her that she is demented. No. She finds it and says, whoa, what is this? And you say, oh, God, that could be dangerous. Let me take it off your hands for you. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>